dedicated, obsessed, focused. This is the Masters of Fitness Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Masters of Fitness Podcast for our eighth episode. Can you believe it's been eight episodes already, Big uh, Big Dad King? How do you feel about that? I know. It's kind of crazy, huh? Eight of them. Eight people in, getting about what? I think over the eight shows, we had about 2,000 viewers per show, so about 14,000 viewers so far, man. Let's give mm-hmm. ourselves a round of applause for that. <laughs> I would say that's... Uh, it's pretty good for a local, a couple of local Beaumont CrossFitters just yeah. having a good time in here. Decided one day to talk about fitness, right? That's it. That's it. So welcome, welcome, people. Welcome back. We uh, thank you for being here once again. You can go to iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Podbean, wherever you can find a podcast. You can find the Masters of Fitness. Tell us what you uh, where they can find you on Instagram, Thad. Instagram at, at King Thad. At King Thad, at yes, King sir. Thad on Instagram, and also what else Instagram? Yeah, I saw Cattail Marsh just kicked off a nice right. little Instagram page right. too, we right? Have a Cattail Marsh page now uh, at at Cattail Marsh Crew. Cattail Marsh Crew. Yep, the Cattail Marsh Crew. They make some of the uh, and, uh, they make some of the coolest t-shirts. Yeah. I run just because I like the t-shirts. <laughs> it's a good high quality t-shirt. So right. if you haven't been out to Cattail Marsh on Thursday evenings at six thirty, we run out there at the Cattail Marsh. I just want to go out there and visit Cattail Marsh. It's way back out there. Behind Terrell Park. Right. You can bring your bike, ride your bike. You can walk, bring the family out there and walk, whatever you want to do. We have a good time. Good time. Good time. Run, walk. It's a little bit something for everybody. That. Mm-hmm. Kind of mad at you, man. Why are you mad kinda at me, Ernest? First off, you came in. You finally brought me some of this meal prep that you uh-huh. uh, that you cook every day. So he yeah. kind of threw it at me. It was the leftovers, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be my lunch for tomorrow. But can't appreciate be too choosy. it. Can't be beggars, cannot be choosy. That's right, what my mom right. always said. Uh, also, talk about this uh, past four weeks, man. Very successful endurance class you've been having over there at CrossFit Beaumont. Yep. About 30 people per class. Tell us a little bit about your class, man. Why should I come to your endurance class? Uh, well, we've been rolling over there, man, ever since we got started. it's uh, it's been um, It's been a lot of fun. I'm really glad uh, that I've been able to um, – that Neil gave me the chance to come in there and, and go ahead and get my class going like he has. Um, kind of make it your own. Right. Um, like you said, we've had right about 30 people on, in every single class – and it's it's been a lot of fun, man. Every single person who I talk to hates the class and loves the class in the same sense because it gives right. you a it gives you a different mindset around. You know, every CrossFit workout we used to get in there ten fifteen minutes at the most, and we done we burn out. But this right. is forty minutes of work. Right. Usually it's going to be about forty to forty five minutes. I don't know. This week some people were finishing around thirty. Thirty. But you know, um, I just try to make them to where. I got a couple of goals in mind whenever I try to come up with these workouts. <clears throat> one, I want everybody to have fun. There you go. You know, fun. for one. Two, I want to uh, bring up some things that we don't usually do on a normal, normal everyday workout. You know, I'll try to implement all kinds of um, – Like this week was slam balls. Right. The whole workout was nothing but slam balls. Those so, – I really liked the uh, – the slam ball wood chops. That's what I'm gonna call them. I don't know the official That's words. That's what they on. were. That's slam what it was. ball wood chops. It, but what a, it, but what it did, chop. it kind of give you that, gave my shoulders a different feel, right? A different type of work, it work a different type of muscle group. So, yeah. 
But um, I I really enjoy making up these workouts like this. I've gotten really, really, really good results. So you enjoy making people suffer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I suffer too. I get up early on Saturday mornings. I go up to the gym at 7 o'clock. The class starts at 8.30. I get there at 7 a.m. And I get I ask for a couple of volunteers during the week. And we go up there at 7 a.m. and do the workout before everybody gets there. And it's weird because I'm so used to you doing the workouts with us. We right. can normally team up doing the workouts. Now he just get to come critique my uh, form yeah. the whole time. Hey, Ernest, what you got going on over there? Making sure I'm all right. But So, you know, um, I- implementing um, uh, different different devices, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Um, the vices of torture like this week you know was all slam balls which is not something that you normally do i mean you might run across a workout here and there where you're where you i've ran across zero workouts with slam balls well unless i do them on my own most of the time even on the crossfit main page it's rare it's rare that they program slam balls Mm -hmm, exactly so that's one reason why i don't know i I picked it i said (laughs) man i gotta figure out something so (laughs) I mean, the, the class is on Saturday. Come Sunday evening, I'm already thinking about what to do next, what to do next. Saturday. Right. And with as, as large as these classes have been, you know, the programming can get a little tricky. Yeah. You know. Um, so it's not as, so people don't understand, it's not as simple. He's not just throwing a throwing a dart at a board, making these oh. workouts. So it's very strategic. It's weeks and the weeks and the, the planning and. <laughs> Throwing right. shots. Hey guys, what y'all think about this? What y'all think about that? No thing. We don't want to do that. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, it's a it's a double edged sword. You know, I, I'm out after. I'm trying to get people to. Um, we're one of my goals is I'm building muscular endurance. There you go. Cardiovascular endurance. You know, most of our CrossFit workouts, a 20 minute CrossFit workout is a long workout, and you know, you might do. Uh, one of those like once a week once a yeah you if maybe once a week right you know you'll get into some little seven and ten minute workouts but um by throwing these longer workouts with um uh, more of a lower skill level yeah you should say you can keep that endurance to keep your heart rate up right yeah so you know we can it it works everything it works everything so people Come, CrossFit Beaumont, eight thirty, free class. Check it out. It's pretty busy. Don't get intimidated. It's fun. No, it's uh, I make them to where anybody, anybody, can anybody do can it. do it. It's scalable I, 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 for I don't care who it is. Uh, if you're if you're a runner, a long distance runner, if you're a, a cycler where you cycle, uh, it, it doesn't matter. And I, I was talking to somebody about that in the gym, kind of how to how it evolved from just running to where you start adding more like CrossFit elements into it right. to kind of cater to both worlds. A runner could come in mm-hmm. and get something different, and a CrossFit person could come in and get more to endurance. So right. kind of merging those merging those two worlds together. Mm-hmm. So so good, good stuff. Come check, go check out Coach Stad, man. He got a good thing going over there. Uh, he's been doing endurance class for about what. Four years now? Five years. Five years. Five years doing endurance classes, starting to take off. Good thing for the community, keeping Beaumont healthy. One Yeah, and it, it, anybody can go. It's free to anybody. Free, 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 free. Right. Everybody looks free. Free 99. So, without further ado, today we got a, uh, we're going to segue a little bit into our show. We got a special guest with us today. 
one of my uh, good buddies, I like to say, co-worker. Uh, he, even, he even was nice enough to invite me over to his church to speak. So that was that was kind of my first my first taste of thinking I could do this thing a little bit. So we want to welcome my brother, my good friend, workout buddy, brother Marlon Foots to the show. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thank y'all for having me, man. You see the the people the people like people the people clapping because they saw them pictures I posted on Facebook. <laughs> so like, who is that big dude? Don't worry about who yeah. that is, man. So Marlon, welcome to the show, man. How you doing today, Marlon? I'm good, man. Thank y'all for having me. Uh, Good opportunity. Uh, just thankful that God uh, gave me this opportunity to come to you guys' uh, podcast, Masters of Fitness, and uh, talk about fitness. That's what everybody. Hey man, what we talk about all day at work. That's why me at that. Right. So this is. I mean, so you wrote us. So you wrote I should have got a, a smaller shirt to show my cuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I'm the biggest guy in the room, but now you got me out here oh, looking weak, man. big dog. That's all right. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, man. What do you do for fun? What makes Big Marlin tick? Man, man. I'm, uh, I'm a pretty much a, a God-fearing man, family God guy. man. Praise uh, God. do a lot of uh, uh, acts retreats with uh, different ministries. Uh, belong to Max Memorial Church of God in Christ. Family man, like I said. Uh, of course, fitness is a big part of my life. Uh, just uh, helping people, mentoring kids. Uh, just uh, meal prepping, t- teaching people about supplementation. But what wakes me up uh, every day in the morning is uh, just the fact of another day that God gave me because a few years ago I had a heart attack and it kind of set me back for a little bit. Uh, got out of bodybuilding, ended up gaining all kinds of weight. Man. But uh, just just the opportunity to get back in the gym and get get back on the journey of getting getting back in shape. I remember we was at work and you zoned in. He was like, Ernest, I think I'm about to get serious again. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> this man brought – Jasmine Rice. There's one thing for his love. It's Jasmine Rice. Jasmine Rice and uh and chicken. Chicken, oatmeal, and peanut butter. Oatmeal, peanut butter, and chicken. Dang, he'd like that meal I brought you. Yeah, over there. so he was eyeballing it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you yeah. stay away from my meal. You walked in, I was looking, I was uh-huh. like, man. So me, I'm gonna tell this, I'm gonna tell this story about no, Foots, Foots man. So me and Foots. So remember, I was I always thought I was the big guy in Patrick. Patrick Plate came up to me, man, they got this guy that work out here that's bigger than you. No. <laughs> I say, who is this guy? His name Big Marlin Foot. So I get a ticket at work one day, Thad. A ticket? A ticket. Oh, yeah. I get a ticket at work. I so I guess that. they was yeah. I guess they thought I was a pretty big guy. So they had to call in reinforcements. And guess what I see come out the security truck? <laughs> <laughs> big Marlin Foot. <laughs> I say, yeah. man, y'all need all these people for a little me. But uh so big foots. They had big, to bring out the big man. Bring, to bring yeah, out the big dog. Bring, bring out the big dog. So, <laughs> so big foot. So nickname. How did you get the nickname Big Foots, man? Has that always been? Well, did actually, you, did um, that start in the sixth grade, man? I went yeah, just but, begin. <laughs> <laughs> soon as soon as I started working out, man, that's, that just kind of took took off. As actually, Foots is my real last name. Most foots. most people thought it was a nickname, so the, the Big Foots came into play. Uh, actually, you know, when I got uh, started with the weight training and everything. Weight training. And you yeah. said beforehand, you said, how long you been weight training? We kind of did a little pre-talking. Man, I, like I say, all together, about 33, 34 years. I started about 12 years old. I'm 45 now. So I uh, went from uh, originally living in Port Arthur in the city, and then my mom remarried and ended up moving up to uh, Beaumont off of Vote Road and Trim Road. And uh, uh, I got into weightlifting because we had this guy named E.J., Guy lived in the neighborhood, big old guy, big swole guy, man. And I remember it was a hot summer. We was uh, changing the air conditioning in the house. And this guy, EJ, lift up the whole unit. <laughs> <laughs> and he, this guy just shoved the unit in the, in the window, man. And my mom, I saw the, 
the look on her face, and the aspiration. Like, hold on, she was like, man. I said, so mama like muscles, so it kind of inspired me and it sparked some of a flame in me. Okay. And then uh, shortly after that, I asked her to buy me the little cement DP set they had back back in the old day. school. I used to have them old school iron. Where your weights are cracking, you hit a cement rattling inside the weights. Yeah. And uh, I was about twelve years old and. Man, my body just responded in, uh, to weight training like a fish out of water into water, man. So it just the rest been history, and I just been keeping it up ever since. That's cool, man. So you just been a just been a solid dude since since forever. For, seemed like pretty much forever. Yep, absolutely. So how did you get into football, man? That's your sport of choice. Was it just because you was just by default? It was kind of like a, a byproduct of working out and in default. I, I started. Um, my body started responding, and uh, one of the guys uh, in the neighborhood said, man, why don't you try for football? So you look like you're a pretty good uh, football player. So um, I tried out for seventh grade, eighth grade football, and I ended up signing my own papers because my mom didn't want me to play originally because of the injuries, I imagine. And uh, so I ended up playing quarterback, ended up moving to the cornerback in, the, in junior high school. And Hold on, hold on, hold being on. Pretty you played cornerback? Cornerback, <laughs> Cornerback. How big started, were you back then? Oh, man, if I had to guess, probably – one thirtieish, one forties. If I had to guess back then, and then uh, as time went on from eighth grade to ninth grade, that's when the the, the biggest change came about, and I became a, a defensive end and linebacker in ninth grade. So, that's cool, man. But it's like, like I said, it was like a byproduct of working out and, and training. And I've realized, hey, man, I'm pretty good at this, and I and I played football and all the way up and got to high school, and then ended up moving to uh, starting in, inside linebacker and outside linebacker. Defensive end, it kind of put me all over the place. Then, so you got to play all the positions where you really got to lay the lay the leather. To somebody, oh yeah, had, huh? I was a headhunter, man. Got to hit people and not get in trouble for it. When's the, <laughs> when's the first time? Can you remember the first time that you really laid a smack on somebody and said, "Damn"? Man, it, was, it, was, it was uh uh ninth grade, man. We was playing uh uh Westbrook, and I hit the running back pretty pretty good and knocked the ball out of his hand. End up. Uh, another guy picked it up and ran in for a touchdown. And I was like, man, I like this. I'm, I'm <laughs> getting to hit somebody, and it was just a clean right. hit. And it uh, just was a adrenaline rush for me to be on that field and, and uh, letting out a lot of pent-up anger uh, and not getting in trouble for it. Right. So, man, so, cool. you, so you kind of flipped that into a scholarship to the big U of H. Absolutely. U of H Cougars, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. That ended up leading to a scholarship uh, to the University of Houston. I received a scholarship in 92. 92? Uh, played there collegiate football from 92 to 96. I know a lot of people, uh, it's funny when you talk to guys who play college sports back in the day, but, oh, it wasn't nothing. I play. said, man, it's a lot to get a scholarship to play D1 ball. Mm -hmm. To play anywhere to play ball is is really a blessing. It is. It's it's an absolute blessing. Especially when mom ain't got to come out of pocket for no education. Yeah, she's like, you know, uh, mama ain't going to pay for all that. (laughs) But to make a long story short with that as well, she ended up, uh, like I said earlier, I signed my own (laughs) – papers to play football and then when it led to that football scholarship to the university of houston it was all good man she was excited and happy for me that i got a chance to you know get into college and and now she didn't have to pay for it you know cool man so so my next question for you man working out back then how was the workouts the old school field house workouts compared to what you what do you what you got going on now you still keep some of those elements old I, football I, stuff i still use some of the old traditional stuff uh but Back then, it was more more power movements, power cleans, uh, squats, uh, deadlifts, bench pressing, uh, the military pressed a lot of the, the quick fiber twitch, fast twitch fiber muscles, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
So you can get off that line quick. So you can have a, a lot of explosion to hit mm-hmm. people and uh and, and explode off the line and or explode when you're hitting somebody. Mm-hmm. So those those workouts back then was geared more to a full body workout, uh, as far as uh, you know, uh getting the overall development for that, that sport of, you know, contact. So back then y'all didn't do much pulling like uh say a cleans or we, anything like we that. We did power cleans. Uh like I say, we, it was a whole Oh, uh, spectrum of workouts, but for for the most part, it's power cleans, uh, bench, uh, deadlifts, and uh, squats, military press, uh, gear towards the, the, fun, the, the fundamentals, foundational of, of, type of, uh, stuff. Just getting everything for as the, the basic muscles and stuff involved and engaged uh, for more or less contact and, and, and sports. So you still keep some of that part of your uh, regiment now? I kind of switched it up uh, a little bit different. Uh, uh, for us for bodybuilding, I train like each muscle group twice a week. Twice a week. Um, I do like a split routine. Sometimes I go in the mornings. Uh, I, I kind of do uh, like like for instance, if I was a Monday morning, tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. I go in there and do a, a ten minute cardio warm up, and then I do some shoulder press and uh, shoulders uh, extensions and curls and uh, I'm sorry, not curls, shoulder uh, lateral movements, uh, different different type of shoulder movements, getting getting the shoulders okay. engaged. So let me interrupt you right here, Bigfoots, real quick. <laughs> you said this ten minute cardio. Bigfoot's been telling me and Wes. He been telling me and Wes at work that he was gonna come do a CrossFit class <laughs> for over since last year. Man, oh, I got to get back in shape for that. Yeah, yeah and I, I've been promising that that uh, you're still gonna get that that uh, that workout. So we got uh, perfect example. I'm coming pick. I'm coming pick you up, and you coming to Thad's endurance class one Saturday. I will make one a plan Saturday. On you. That. That's, that's what you can do for us, big fools. Always kid, up. kid with earners about CrossFit mm-hmm. getting people hurt, but that's that's not true. That's just uh, <laughs> something I started. Uh, <laughs> for us, me with the old injuries I had from football, yeah, uh, with some of the movements in uh, me and Ernest always kid around saying, "Man, CrossFit don't get you hurt. Wrong form and wrong, that's key. Wrong, wrong coaching get you hurt. And right, you go. There so backtracking. I know we jumped ahead of ourselves a little bit. <clears throat> backtracking. How did you get out of college? You young big guy, big foots. How did you get into bodybuilding? What what made you want to dabble into the world of lifting weights, lifting heavy objects? Uh, I would say uh, once my football uh, career was over, I ended up uh, needing this, finding this need to want to compete. I still had a, a urge to compete, so I was like, "Well, since my body responded to bodybuilding uh, as, as weightlifting as as it did, let me give a, a shot at bodybuilding. That's probably something I could be good at just just to see what it." What I can do with it, and uh, end up getting into bodybuilding probably in two thousand and two. Two thousand two, okay. Did my first show in, actually at the University of Houston, ironically, and uh, end up placing second place. And then I and like, your first show, first show ever. Dang. End up placing second place. Kind of overdid it. Uh, <laughs> I did like two a days for like fifteen, twenty weeks, and uh, fifteen, twenty two actually, a days for fifteen or twenty weeks, and actually competed at uh, two hundred and twenty pounds was in my in my first bodybuilding competition. So, uh, but still, uh, it led to a second place uh, finish, and I fell in love with the sport. I kind of like the journey of uh, transitioning and changing your body composition, uh, and watching your body progress and change over the weeks. And I just kind of fell in love with the journey of bodybuilding. So, what gym did you start out with down here, man? So here you got here you got autographed posters around <laughs> random gyms. <laughs> Actually, back then it was a gym called Workout Studio. Workout in, studio. In Beaumont. That's okay. When I, when I first started out bodybuilding, it was workout studio on uh, I think it's on uh, called Call the Drive. Is it still around? No, it's, it's closed down. Oh, okay. 
And then uh, I ended up joining, after that closed, I ended up joining a gym called Exigen. Uh, <laughs> you said a gym called Exigen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so everybody know what ex- where Exigen's at. So uh, got a, still had a lot of the old traditional uh, equipment in there and some mm-hmm. new equipment, updated equipment. And it, it, it was a gym that fit, fit the needs of what my body needed and okay. what I needed to do. So. <clears throat> So what? Uh, who did you have a coach, or did you just kind of tackle the bodybuilding aspect on your own and say, "Hey, man, I'm a big guy. I've been working out all my life. Let me just read some magazines and get it done." Magazines. A uh, few coaches uh, had a guy from Dallas by the name of Prince Harrison. A couple of guys from the gym, uh, kind of you know, just sharing knowledge with me and kind of helping me out. Aaron, another guy named Aaron uh, Gibson. Uh, I don't know if you remember Aaron mm-hmm. from Exxon Mobile. Yeah. Uh, kind of got me into it and get, getting me the the basics that I needed for as uh, the posing, the, the eating plans, the, the contest prep, and things of that nature. Yeah, that's what I was kind of curious about, the, the eating, because I know it takes a lot of groceries. Back then, uh, <laughs> man, that, I bet Patricia one, is running through man, some chicken breasts. That's, that's one of the main. Patricia, if you listen, if you listen, and this man Bigfoot's eats every ounce of the food that you oh, bring yeah, him every absolutely. day. And, Boy, uh, at three o'clock, he's scraping the side of that pan. <laughs> well, that's that's one of the big parts of uh, uh, bodybuilding is your, your meals. Uh, I would say that's probably eighty to ninety percent of yep. of it. Is, um, and I heard that talking earlier about uh, meal prepping. And getting your meals uh, that you need for the day. And uh, back then, I would eat every two or three hours. Uh, now that I've gotten a little bit older, uh, my meals is probably along the span of every three to four hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, because uh, I kind of, I mean, it's after two hours, I'm still full. So, it's really no need to, to force feed at that point. Right. Especially when the body's still growing and it's, you're still getting results. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I say, back then it was two to three hours. Now, I'm eating every f- maybe f- Four to, four to five hours, so four yeah. or five meals a day now. Well, I know, like, me personally, <clears throat> uh, the the food deal, it's a big thing for me. You know, um, I like to go through a lot of trouble I, to make all my food, good, clean food. I eat a lot mm-hmm. of chicken breasts, stuff like that. Um, but what I'm finding out is um, you can really um, mess with the, with the way that you you look – you know, uh, by by uh, different proportions of your food, right, right. You know, and it's really um, it's it's a fine line for me uh, because my metabolism pretty runs pretty quick to start mm-hmm. with, but um, I'm finding that you know just a few little tweaks here and there, and man, things will start going in the other direction, and it really don't take that long. Hmm. So I, I think uh, the main thing uh, for us that is concerned is kind of find out what your body can do right. and, and, that's, and getting used to your body. And, and, and that's one thing people fail to, fail to miss a lot is like you have to do what, what works for you. And nothing happens overnight. You got to be consistent over a period mm-hmm. of time. So what works for that, he can give me some advice. I might take it, implement it, but it might not be for successful for me. So I can't go fuss at that. Hey, that what you told me, it's not going <laughs> right, to work. Oh, right, yeah, big foot. Right. You told me, blah, blah, blah. But what you do, what I found works best if you take elements from right. different things and then apply it to what you do. Like, hey, for me, I force, to force myself to eat more vegetables. I do vegan two days a week. Right. People right. tell me, oh, man, you stupid for doing it. And I say, well, ever since I've been doing it, I've been seeing results because I'm eating. It's forced me to eat more green vegetables. Right. So, and you you do need those green vegetables. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the main thing is getting getting used to your body, knowing what your body like, knowing what how your body responds to different foods. 
uh, keeping a journal is something that's real helpful. Um, you know, getting in. Some people can't eat jasmine rice and, and oatmeal, you know, so sweet potatoes or whatever. So just knowing basically what was good for your body, what type of body uh, that you have, and maximize those goals for your body to fit your body. So you mentioned keeping a journal. That's key because what what how, tell people how beneficial having a journal would be. What's beneficial about writing well, your food down? When you write it down, you can you because some lot sometimes a lot of times you eat those meals same meals a day every day all day long. You tend to forget and you kind of get into a, a routine and you can't remember what all you ate mm-hmm. and how much you ate. So writing those foods down, the measurements of those foods gives you a reference point uh, for as your progress is concerned. There you go. And for as when you're getting into like maybe. Uh, so say you're getting ready for a competition in week uh, six, week 12, week 14, or whatever week it is, you can use that journey as a reference point to see if it's actually working, uh, the, the stuff that you've implemented and doing. So that's, that's and that kind of goes along to what uh, what Thad said earlier, is the fact that you could tweak your diet and do things. Thing, you could always go back to it and reference, hey, I gained – five pounds this week, well, maybe because I up my fats or maybe I up my proteins, up my carbs, so now I can just it back and stop playing a guessing game. People get in trouble because they play the guessing game with their body. Oh, I'm not yep. stepping on the scale. Yep. Oh, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. But like I like to say, your body, your body is one big uh, chemistry project. It's all about food going in, how it's burning, how it's getting utilized, and what's going out. You put high quality in, you're going to get the results you get out. So, And we, we talked about that earlier uh, a lot of people get hooked on the scale. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as they they use the scale as their progress, but um, and I was telling my wife this about if you're eating the, the proper nutrition, you're getting the right meals in, you're getting the, the right supplementation in, the right water, you're exercising, you're doing everything, you're covering all your bases. It is absolutely essential to stay off that scale, uh, to especially when it comes to measuring your progress. Now, once you done lost a significant amount of weight and your body fat's real low. Uh, I was talking to Ernest earlier. It is important to get on the scale to make sure you're not burning up muscle tissue at that right. point. But initially, you're going to lose a lot of water. You're going to lose key, a lot of body fat. But the key thing you said about that is uh, body fat. Right. So if you, as long as we're you, not just looking at the scale, we're looking at your weight compared to inches compared to your body fat. Absolutely. Look at looking in the mirror, looking how your clothes fitting on you, uh, gauging your, your progress for as uh, weight loss with the inches that you're taking off. And not just like I say, just getting on the scale and going by a certain. Uh, that's a, the uh, that's the one thing everybody learned from is I like to call it the good morning appearance test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how you look in the morning? Of your, how you look in the morning <laughs> in your birthday suit? Yeah, that'll that, tell you. Yeah, that'll yeah. tell you every. Screw the scale. Screw yeah. everything else. If yeah. you, how do you look in that mirror Absolutely. in the morning? It's the truth. So, <laughs> so along along the lines with uh, somebody asked a good question. About your supplementation, like supplementation back then as compared to like supplementation now, along with the good diet. As opposed to, to now, you got an array of supplements and you got to do a lot more research. Back then, all we had was uh, GNC, um, mm-hmm. Universal Supplements, and uh, Joe Weider Supplements. So a lot of those mainstream supplements are still here today. Uh, but now, uh, covering your basic, like uh, branched-chain amino acids, uh, creatine, which back then they didn't have a lot of creatine. Uh, just your multivitamins, uh, minerals, and everything like that, drinking your water and stuff. But uh, your protein, you mm-hmm. know, getting a significant amount of protein in, one pound per uh, a gram uh, per pound of body weight of protein is what I like to use. And that's a lot of protein for me. That's about 300. Uh, <laughs> grams of protein about 800 day. chickens so like, a how week. Do you, how do you get that protein in? Well, you have to have some type of 
uh, protein powder and as, as to well kind of supplement what you're not normally taking in because it's hard to, you can't it's a humanly impossible to eat 300 grams of uh, protein of chicken yeah that's a lot and, uh, fish and stuff like You're that tired of chewing that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but now the, with the different supplements you, you and, uh, especially with the array of supplements we have now you got to do a lot more research uh, for us you know making sure that they're not just fillers and that the supplement actually have what's what it says that are in those supplements. And that's, and that's right. kind of what's scary now is that everybody buys these supplements from overseas in bulk, and anybody can mix up their own products and serve it to you on the market. And like you said, a lot of it's filled with fillers. So how do yeah. you, it's hard to know what's well, quality and what's good. It's um, the, the screwed up part about the supplement industry is it's not regulated. Nope. That's no. weird, and it's it, it's mind blowing that it's not regulated, not right? So it's what he's saying about doing your uh, doing your research and making sure that you're taking what what you're taking is legit, and it's you know, uh, it, that's big time uh, these days. I I belong to um, to several you know Facebook groups as far as like uh, coaches and stuff like that, and I've seen doctors comment on there that they don't trust any. Any supplement yeah. companies. Yeah. And they'll actually do their own lab work on the stuff. Too. So can you, I've been doing that recently about uh, lab work. Can you actually get lab work done on your supplements to see if they legit or? Yes, if you have enough money, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you got enough money, you can do everything. So one of the rule of thumbs I use, and you can get those supplements tested, uh, but I, I like to, you know, I know I'm fortunate enough to know a few guys in the bodybuilding industry and the supplement industry and the supplements that's been around since the eighties and, and uh 90s, those supplements are, are actually legit. They still work and they mm-hmm. actually they I've actually applied the science of using those supplements. So a lot of times it's is is a trial and error. Yeah, know? that's what I'm a big proponent of reference. Yeah. What let me know if it works for you. Have you seen results from it? Do your own research. Don't just buy something because it's it's eight ninety nine and somebody right. giving buy one, right. get one free. So get quality stuff. So Yeah, usually whenever Ernest tells me, Yeah, I wanna I wanna talk about supplements on the show. <laughs> Thad like that uh, likes to he like he like to skate around and so but yeah. it's supplements well, are it, important it's, though. It's, there's yeah. so many people out there that has so many different opinions. You know, you can tell me that y'all have never argued at work. <laughs> <laughs> about what supplement is is better than another? Yeah, and that's it, always a, a constant debate. Uh, but like I said, the the the, the thing about me was, for as being in the, in the industry for a while, I had the chance to try these supplements and mm-hmm. know which ones that work. So I can help a, a, a up and up and coming person that's that's kind of. Uh, contemplating on what supplements yeah. they need to take and kind of share that advice. And something AJ right said: Where do you get the best research for your supplements? The best research, uh, a lot of people say the internet and Google, but um, just man, old school asking. <laughs> the word of mouth and and just getting somebody that's 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 been doing it for a while, somebody mm-hmm. that's seasoned, somebody that's the doctors. Some doctors, uh, you know, they they know a lot about supplementation and, and just uh, just just trying it. You know, you got to Sometimes you just got to try it out. The big thing I always like to do is read the labels on the back. Read the labels on the back. Worst case scenario, you can see what's actually in there, what's fillers and what's not. Right. So, get customer reading label, man. Supplements. So, protein, man. creatine. Yep. So, that's to me. I remember we talked about this at work. I don't, I don't want to get too deep into it, the supplement thing. But supplements, I believe, are works the most are got your proteins. Yep. Got your creatine. You got caffeine and BCAAs to a point. I'm not a huge BCAA a, fan. <laughs> me and me and Foots have plenty. Been of, to, 
We had plenty. Be, we had plenty of debates on it. In, man. <laughs> do BCAAs work? Yes, they do work. They My biggest work. thing is the cost. Uh oh, the cost <laughs> is the, is sixty dollars a month worth <laughs> using five little bitty scoops. But it works though. It's it works. A, it's, a, it's your muscles are made up of amino acids. You need amino acids to rebuild your muscles. But one thing, me and Thad also, what he talked about the other day is eating right. Right. If that you is, eat, if you, that is the absolute. You can't thing. just you and so many people want to. So many people want to rely solely on supplementations. When supplementation is kind of like the icing on the cake. Right. It's right. like you're already eating right. You got that king diet. So now I'm just fine tuning. I'm getting this creatine. I'm getting. I'm just like you said. It's impossible to eat that much protein. So let me just, you can't just not eat no protein and think you're going to make it all up from a shake because your body digests and takes in that shake differently. So, and so many people just jump straight to proteins and eat McDonald's every day and wonder why it's not working. So, right. But the, like you said, the main thing, and Dad said it earlier, is the actual, uh, your meals, the meal prepping, yeah. actual food, you know. So supplements are good. Ernest, you said the icing on the cake, but the, What's gonna the underlying factor in that that uh, situation is making sure you're getting those meals, right? And I know Thad said earlier he he preps those, his meals on Sunday, which is a good thing because now you you strategically placing your meals in in place for the whole entire mm-hmm. week. Yeah, that's for sure. Getting your meals in this, and you know and it makes it easy too. I reach in the refrigerator, grab my deal, put it in my lunchbox to go to work. I'm ready. So. You say getting your meals in for the day. That's cool. You do. You said you eat every three, three to four hours. If I go anything past five, I didn't. I didn't train my body so much to eat that way. I'll, my insulin is a drop. I'll get the shakes and start shaking. So I've learned that about myself. Yeah, uh, making sure I don't go too long without eating. You know, so you want to make sure uh, uh, you get that meal in. Whatever you're doing at that time, just have to stop and make time for it. Or bring you some protein shakes and protein bars. On the go if you're on the mm-hmm. on the job or something like that. Healthy snacks. Having healthy health, snacks. I found out having healthy snacks prevents you from eating those M and M's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our oatmeal raisin cookies. <laughs> oh man, you know <laughs> that's a bunch of so shots at me. It's, it's oatmeal, oatmeal raisin. <laughs> but you know, we talk about having these meals and eating but the most important part that I'm that I'm finding out is have is having them properly balanced. Yes. Yes. Properly balanced Carbs, meal. fats, and your proteins. Right. You know, every, a lot of people are like, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand those macros. You know, and there's a lot to them. It you is. Know? Uh, it, it works. And and you can – now, that's another thing. If you, you can go on Google and, and Google that stuff about the macros, but you still ultimately have to learn your body, your body composition, uh, how much you weigh. Uh, measuring your food is very important. Yeah. You know exactly what you get. Because what's optimal size for you and protein intake is different for that. It's different right. for me. My body might react better to high fats. Right. What that might not react the same way to it. And my body responds to carbohydrates. You know, so some people mm-hmm. might not, can, yeah. can't eat carbohydrates and they're carb sensitive. But my body needs the carbohydrates. Yeah, mine does too. And right now, right, right now, in the last few weeks, I've been. I've been fiddling with my uh, with my carb intake quite a bit. I found out that I was I was taking in way too many. Uh, really? Yeah, I was taking in way too many at one sitting. Uh, instead oh, of wow. instead of yeah, dividing instead them of up. Them up. Oh. Yeah. Right, and there was a couple of meals a day where I was really consuming way too many for that particular meal. So I've kind of spaced things out, and um, I've noticed a big, big, big hmm. difference. 
That's a good point. I'm gonna have to try it really out. Good point. So and you want your your low glycemic index carbohydrates uh, that that way you won't spike your insulin as much because those the carbohydrates that spike your insulin tends to make me a little bit hungrier. Yeah, and I overeat. I overeat as well. Right. So like stuff like jasmine rice, uh, brown rice, wild rice, uh, mm-hmm. sweet potatoes, oatmeal, and stuff like that. Because if you eat too much, it's gonna store as body fat. Right. And it's and it's one thing I like to tell people is the fact that. If you don't want to get too fancy, you don't want to get all into those micros and you're not that big into fine-tuning your body, one thing I always say is make sure you know or make sure when you're eating you have a quality protein, a quality carbohydrate, and a fat. And every time every time that you eat your food, those should be the main proponents of your food. And we're not talking about no refined sugars like Snicker bars <laughs> and cookies. We're talking about healthy, complex carbohydrates, the Whole wheat, whole grains, oatmeal, the jasmine rice, the sweet potatoes, the vegetables that's not dipped in ranch dressing and, <laughs> and cream cheese, the greens that's not cooked in bacon fat and salt pork, just to, <laughs> to make them taste good. But it's, it's and I think sometimes we you, they overthink diet and they go to these keto diets, they right. go to these intermittent, well, I'm intermittent fasting, but intermittent fasting and all this. But if you just make it simple and just eat your carbs, your fats, and your uh, proteins, and you like you said, one thing you said is don't go into a caloric surplus. Right, right. You go into a caloric surplus, guess what you're going to do? Your body's going to store it as fat, fat. you're going to gain weight. You go into a caloric deficit, you're going to lose weight. But you still have to make sure those calories are quality. And and I also think, uh, absolutely, you, you want to make sure you you not just fall in a, a, a fad of a diet that's coming along, and uh, a lot of information is on the internet and, and people get this information and they start, oh, I need to try this keto diet. Or I need to do a, a, the Atkins diet or whatever it is at the time. So the, the main thing is just being patient. You know, stick to what worked, finding out what, what's working and then once you find that, that what's working, fine-tune it and just stick to it and be patient. And, and, and over time, you're going to see the progress. Create lifestyle habits, and not temporary it, fixes. Exactly. Yep. And that's something you can do for the rest of your life. <laughs> so transitioning out of supplementation, that was a, see we could almost have a whole. Yeah. We don't have to bring we don't have to bring you back for our supplementation episode, Bigfoot. Absolutely. So transitioning into the uh, lifting part of it, the bodybuilding, the workouts. So what are some of your go to go to workouts you like to do? You go to this is Foot's gold standard. The gold in the gym. standard. The gold uh, standard in the gym. Back to my my ten minute cardio we talked about. Earlier. That was, man, look, I had, man, that was still minutes. burning in my spirit. I had to clear that up. <laughs> so that, let's talk that's about a, that's explain a explain to people what your ten minute cardio is. The ten minute it's. is just a warm up in the morning to get the blood flowing, and like I said, like it was a, a Monday to, to to hit shoulders, and then I'll go back and do a split that evening and do uh, legs. Uh, but on leg day, I tend not to do do any cardio at all for that evening workout, and then Tuesday. That morning, I'll do the same thing, 10 minute, you know, get the blood flowing. Um, and then that morning will be like a, a, a chest workout, chest, okay. chest and uh, tries. And then I'll go back that evening and do my back. Then I do my full 30, 45 minutes of cardio that evening. And I'll do that all the way up and up until uh, Saturday. And, and a lot of times Sunday is my day to rest. Day to rest. So my, my go-to um, equipment is uh, a hammer strength um the uh, hammer strength machines, the, the still the dumbbells. I'm still an old traditional guy. I like the dumbbells. I like the cables. Uh, not so much uh, into the 
to the the powerlifting stuff, but I still do like deadlifts as well. Deadlifts, okay. I started adding those back in. Ernest was, was getting on me about that. It's like, man, you got a bodybuilder. You got a squat, dead, man. Foot's foot, foot, been, foot been dodging got, me on them squats, squats for a long time, <laughs> man. <laughs> we got a VNV that squat. No, we, so we called it. So funny story. I was watching the cow. He came over to watch the Cowboys playoff game. Dallas was getting whipped by, uh, by St. Louis. He said, man. Let's go bench press, Herman. I'm upset. I'm mad. So we went, in the, we went in my garage, got up the bench press. We bench pressing. Halftime over with, man. We still getting our sets in. All of a sudden, Dallas scores a touchdown. He said, man, you know we got to keep lifting until Dallas come up with it. Right? So. And that was a good workout, uh, man. And it just It was something like you mentioned about making something fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, watching the game. And in our minds, we know psychologically that's not really what's happening. But it seemed like the more we live, the more the Cowboys. One thing I know, right? Bigfoot's got up hitting 315 yeah. about 10 times. So. But then, yeah. so explain to people what exactly is hammer strength. People might not know what the hammer strength is. Hammer strength is uh, still like uh, it's isolated uh, machines, and you still use plates, the 45 plates on them or whatever you're going to put on there, and it isolates each muscle group. Uh, okay. You're doing the, the chest or whatever. Uh, they got the hammer strength for, for decline, the bench press, and the incline. And it, it, it pretty much isolates each muscle group, uh, and they don't put any strain on the uh, joints for us. Joints, okay. Like like the, the, the bar tend to do sometimes. Right. So it's kind of a safer option if you're not it's trying to. It's a safer option, and I, uh, you can go a little bit heavier okay. uh, in your movements, and you can isolate the, the muscle group and kind of get that, that uh, mind and muscle connection that you're looking for uh, with those with those type of movements. So kind of loading that up with a question somebody posted is, what about women? Because women, are those, are that's kind of still good for women, the hammer strength, all that stuff? or It is. It, it is. Uh, and because you can still adjust the amount of weight you use. And uh, a lot of women to try to stay away from the fact of lifting weights because they think it's going to bulk them up and, and build too much that's muscle. That's the biggest, one of the and biggest that's myths. A real big misconception. And uh, to dispel that myth, it's, it's not so much uh, for us it's going to bulk you up. If, if you think that's what it's going to do, you know, lower the weight. Lower the weight and do a lot of volume, a lot of lot of uh, lower weights, a lot of volume. You hear that, Erica and Naomi? I think they both ask about <laughs> uh, about weights for women. So. Yeah, so it'll, it'll just tone you up and actually help you lose a little bit more body fat in conjunction with the cardiovascular. So um, <clears throat> when you talk about lower weight and and um, more volume, uh, don't some bodybuilders like intentionally hit like really really high rep? I'm talking like three hundred. Reps of 300, really I, I, I did an interview uh, in 2009 on uh, century sets. Uh, right. Doing, doing 100 repetitions at the end of your workout. <laughs> century sets, what the heck, yeah, what the heck is uh, a century set? Doing 100 reps at the okay. end. Like you get the lightest weight possible. And, mm-hmm. and it, when what that does is it causes a lot more blood flow to, to go into the muscle. Yeah. And you'll get a bigger pump, bigger burn. Uh, and then of course with the, the pump and the burn and the cardiovascular and the, 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 the eating right and the training, uh, mm-hmm. You can tend to tighten up a little bit more and lose more body fat. Yeah. So the goal of it is just to tighten up and get that get more defined, more okay. definition. Yeah, I have a um, a book that I bought from uh, a well known. Uh, he's a CrossFit trainer, but he uh, he also does bodybuilding. So the book has probably a hundred different exercises in it. Wow. That Probably ninety eight percent of the of the exercises are done all with resistance bands. Hmm. Wow! Yes, yeah. and 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 with with that being said, also it, it uh, minimizes injury, right? You know, because when you're training uh, for competition and you, you get into a point to where your body fat's three to four uh, percent, you're susceptible to uh, different type of shoulder injuries, mm-hmm. knee injuries, because your joints are 
Ain't real no, antennas are drying out it, at that point. And it's funny that I never uh I never thought about that, but during the past draft, the guy, I remember that receiver that was like real big, real cut up, his name DK Metcalf or whatever, he was like mm. five, like two percent body fat. Oh wow. And one of the things and one of the things they said or the GMs was worried about was the fact that he was so he had no fat on him, so it was like wound so tight. Was he more susceptible to hamstring injuries and hamstring pulls because he didn't have that layer of fat on him? I would think he would be. I would think so, too, and especially even uh, sustaining a type of uh, uh, contact hit could, could cause injury to that, that, that lean yeah. body mass. I mean, that's, well. that's, not, that's not a healthy – Yeah, uh, that's what I was, was going to say. So, please, please levels. explain to the people, the people that they see in the magazines – is not how they walk around on a daily basis. Uh, it's mostly for uh, pretty much a season or a competition. You, you do have your rare uh, genetic uh, freaks, I would call them, <laughs> where they walk around like that uh, uh, 24 hours, seven days a week, uh, 365 days a year. But that's probably a, a low 5% of your, your population yeah. that, that has that type of uh, low percentage of body fat. And I think that kind of kind of jades everybody's perception of fitness because they see those people and think about, I want to have this six-pack all the time, year round, and that's it's like that. We're saying it's hard to maintain that level of body fat. I think you have to get down to what sub nine or ten to look like. I what, think it's around seven. Around seven, yeah. and that's that's seven that's, is, is extremely ten percent body fat is extremely low. It yeah. is. So when you start getting in, and dipping into the single single digits, that's that's a, a a real real low body fat. That's like like y'all said earlier. How you gonna maintain it? Is that a, a sustainable? Type of goal for as a lifestyle yeah. that you can but then, sustain. You that. know, like you said, just some people can walk around and like some that people, all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, Wes came in begging, he harassing you about CrossFit too. Wes, you missed that story <laughs> earlier, Wes, when you joined the uh, you joined the competition. But that's but that's good for people to know is the fact that body fat is hard, man. It's but it it's is. something you got to watch. How can you trust body fat? Are scales really reliable to use, or what's the optimal way to get your body fat tested? It's so many ways. It's, uh, you, they got this this little calibrator. They clip. Uh, some guys do eight point, uh, four point, whatever it is. My my main thing that I always went by was once again we going back to that old school mirror. What did I what do I look like <laughs> when I wake yeah. up in the morning? What do I look like in the mirror? Yeah. And also getting a set of cold eyes, somebody like a coach or somebody to look at you and, and also give you their honest opinion on what am I looking like. Mm-hmm. It's really no set in stone way to, to check your body fat but you know when you're a fairly lean just by looking in the mirror uh pinching your skin the, 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 the okay. skin is sometimes thin out like like a sheet of paper uh what we call it and you you also have these little little uh fat deposits underneath your skin mm. and when those are gone you know you're pretty much in in the single digits mm. some good information people get you some calibers yeah. get some calibers get your skin set so you big in the foots, big in the bodybuilding, got into it, and you got it. How you got kind of got out of body? You got it because when I met you, you was really big. You was excuse me, you was big, big foots when I met you, big foot. Tell the people how you would, how you. Okay, let's talk about your journey back to the stage. That's what I like to call your journey back to the stage, man. What got you back in the bodybuilding? I think I think what well, let's go back to the, what got me out of it. I think it was uh, the judging. I didn't like the the judging because it's a very a subjective sport. Uh, you can be the best guy that day, and sometimes you might not win, mm-hmm. and that could be discouraging, you know. Sometime, and then uh, you can be the worst guy <laughs> on the stage and get first or second place. Yeah. So sometimes it's whatever the judges is, is the judges are looking for at that point. But my my journey back came through uh, some health issues I had 
mm-hmm. in 2016. I suffered a heart attack, uh, pretty much hit the floor, uh, pretty much dead. So I always tell people I'm on borrowed time right now, and uh, God gave me another chance. And there you kinda, go. There you go. It motivated me to to get back in the gym because, first of all, the doctor said I would I would never be able to do it again. I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs without uh, being real winded. Uh, just a lot of different health issues. Then finally, I went into a depression, start eating, start drinking alcohol, <laughs> and just like, you know what? I'm just going to be normal for a while. And normal turned into 375 pounds. Three, so yeah, when I make big foots, he was yeah. he was big foots. He was a big old yeah, guy. That's a big man. Yeah. And, uh, just, and it wasn't bodybuilding 375 pounds. <laughs> it, was, it was more uh, salt and pepper chicken. <laughs> from, from JJ's. Uh, yeah, donuts and oatmeal raisin cookies, ice cream. But but uh, it just uh, was a one day I just I was waking up man and saying I I just can't keep doing this to myself I've you know been recovered God delivered me from a heart attack what am I doing with uh, to manage my miracle and I just I just got up one morning and and said you know what it, it's it's not impossible I'm 375 pounds I got myself in this hole I'm gonna get myself out of it and I started training again and. Next thing I know, the weight started coming off. And then uh, last year, I invited Ernest to come talk to my kids at church about health and fitness. And uh, and he really inspired me. My big um, foot said, came to work next day, said, man, I'm thinking about to get back on it, big <laughs> Ernest. And then when he talked to those kids, that kind of lit a fire in me again to say, you know what? Uh, I should have been up there with him and his wife so uh, to talk about the health and fitness. you know. But look what I'm looking like now, and I want to – you know, be a billboard of what I'm talking about. You mm-hmm. know, so that that was one of the motivating factors. And when he talked to those kids, and I saw how uh, they was, you know, really engaged, and him and his wife coming out. And I appreciate uh, Miss Naomi for coming out as well and talking to the kids. And uh, it motivated me to get back in the gym. And I've, I've been on that journey uh, ever since. So tell uh, the people how much you didn't lost since last year. So what you was at three seventy five? Three seventy five. Today I, I got on the scale. I'm about uh, anywhere from two ninety to two eighty eight. Two eighty eight. Uh, almost hundred pounds. Almost hundred pounds. Almost hundred pounds. And uh, it's 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 uh, gonna be of hundred pounds once I get to my goal of two seventy five. And let me tell you, folks, people, I seen this guy every day. The journey. <laughs> it wasn't no quick fix. It wasn't nothing, no anything. It was this man simply making a decision to bring his food to work. Yep. Not eat the junk food. We even started ordering a little bit more healthier food in our training classes. Yep, when we teach. Yep. And we kind of all supported each other in eating healthy. And you started working out a little bit at a time. You didn't dub. You didn't. I remember you said, because you, you kind of knew it, but you said, I ain't going too deep in it, Big Ernest. Yeah. I'm going uh, <laughs> to ease my way. You start a couple of days a week, three days a week. Then you had your positions where you just started kicking in every month. You yeah. start kicking in more and more and more. So, and that's if anything you take from that, folks, is the fact that it's nothing happens overnight. It's a, it's a slow process, uh, and and it's a healthier process to to lose the weight, uh, right? At a at a slower pace. Uh, another thing that motivated me, I had three uh, significant uh, family members passed away. Uh, the first one was my brother in law; he passed away in April, and then I lost my uncle um, in June. Uh, James Queen, my brother in law was uh, David. Uh, Simon and James had just recently retired from Exxon Mobil, hmm. and uh, he was 56 years old, no signs of any uh, health uh, issues or anything, and he, he ended up uh, passing away. And then the last was my younger brother Larry, uh, passed away in, in uh, November, November 17th. 
We was <clears throat> working a turnaround during that time. And uh, he, he passed away of con- congestive heart failure. Really? And I was man. just, man, I was just, that was like three punches to the gut that almost just floored me. And that was another determining the factor to say, hey, you know what? I need to get back into the gym and make sure that I'm uh, taking care of my health and just being yeah. an overall healthy person. It's, it's not just for the aesthetics of it, but it's about what's going on inside your body. Right, right. So um, the, your heart attack you had, um, <clears throat> was there anything leading up to that? You know, did you? Just- it was it was indicators that I ignored. Um, and taking energy drinks, uh, fat fat burners, and getting ready for competition was my normal routine. <clears throat> uh, I think at that time we had a turnaround going on as well. Uh, stopped taking my blood pressure medicine, which mm-hmm. is a big no no. I abruptly stopped taking some medicine that I shouldn't have stopped taking. So if you, everyone's listening. Uh, you know, stay on your medication. Even if you're starting to feel better, I start feeling like Superman. So right. I was like, you know what? I don't, <laughs> I don't need, I don't this, need no this medicine more. anymore. And that was that was a big, big mistake. And uh, just pushing myself, going to school online, you know, taking my OSHA certification, and just, just living. Overextending the, the, the over, body. Over just uh, going beyond human capacity. And just, uh, you know, still having to deal with everyday life. Mm-hmm. Activities, your job, your family. You know, the, you still got to take care of your family. And I think it was just... A whole uh, lot on my plate at that time. I got you. There you go, man. It's dangerous. So, people, take care of yourself. Balance that uh, stress load. Stress. Yep. Yep. Stress yep. on top of a bad diet, on top of not living healthy, on top of yeah. all the bad habits that we do. Yeah, you, is start, not, you start building up that cortisol in your body. Yeah, and yeah it's down the wrong That's a combination for path. disaster, yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> wrong path, man. So, Bigfoots, man, we uh, – we're running up against the time, big dog. So we're gonna have to do a round two with Big yeah, Foots, man. You, uh, <laughs> see, that's what everybody that come on the show, that what's the number one thing they worry about? Man, oh, I don't know what I want to talk yeah. about. I don't know what I want to say. <laughs> then as soon as they get here, you can't keep them quiet. Once, but, you, once you get past that initial, then the conversation just keep flowing. And right, uh, we, we I'll definitely be back when y'all have me back. So man, if you got one thing you want to leave the people with, Big Foots, what is one message you want to leave for the folks out there? One one message I like to say, first of all, put God first in everything you do. There you go. Uh, number one. Praise that's God. That's always number one. Don't forget about your family uh, when, you, when you're accomplishing your goals because they're a part of the team as well. And don't let anybody talk you out of your goal. Uh, any, anything you put your mind through, whether it's fitness, uh, whether it's uh, race cars, CrossFit, uh, whatever, whatever you're going to do, uh, make sure that you're all the way in. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Don't Believe. half-step it. Believe in yourself and pour all you have into it, and uh, just just uh, continue to to improve. And remember, it don't happen overnight, and continue to work towards your goal. There you go, man. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Set goals. Well, Bigfoot, this is normally what a time where we pub, let you pub your social media accounts, but you don't have one, Bigfoot. So <laughs> I will definitely, we just I go. Definitely we just gonna do. A, we gonna do a follow up to some BNB. So once Bigfoot get him an Instagram account, yeah, because I think because the one thing I think is your journey and your story is interesting, yeah. and people don't and people take their journeys lightly. And don't understand when you share your journeys, that help people come out of the shells that gate that they in. And it helps people become healthy and become better. So Absolutely. somebody might hear say, Man, I'm on that verge. I'm on that person that's high stress, on these blood pressure medications. I can't lose this weight, but now they hear you, you lost almost a hundred pounds in Absolutely. a year. Absolutely. And a my year. and my wife told me, she said, quit. I saw she said, I know you're a guy that likes to stay under the radar. Say, but there's a lot of people out there that need to hear your they story. They need the help. They need, need the help. motivation. Yep. So, you know, God gave you the gift of, of lifting weights and 
being a motivational speaker and, and motivating people. You say so. Use it. Use the, the tools use that you gifts. have and use those gifts. Yeah. So y'all can't follow us nowhere right now. But once <laughs> but once you get that Instagram account, and everything set up, then we'll we'll get it going. Get so it. I would definitely do. But that. once again, you can find us on Instagram, on YouTube at Masters of Fitness. Yeah, go check out that YouTube page. We're gonna be putting up more. Uh, more content once we get more keen in regards to videography. <laughs> With, uh, we're working on we're that. working on that. Get some of the clips from Thad's endurance class up in there. Uh, you can follow me at ej underscore doyle and Instagram. You can download us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, everywhere. Like, download. You can download it. Don't even listen to it. Just download us. <laughs> yeah. Just, just keep the downloads going. Where can people find you, Thad? At um, on Instagram at at king thad. Then I'm on Facebook also. You can go to my Facebook page and uh, check out all of our um, all of our endurance classes. endurance classes. I take a I take a photo of every class we take, of every class we have. Now everybody's not in the photo all that's the time all right, because but some people kind of start walking out. Start walking out. They're they starting so, to learn. People well, are that's starting why, to because learn. Because they tired I, of nobody. People tired of dealing with the workouts. Dad. They I get tired. I like to get a photo of every single class I have. That like he wants to see it's like his wall of wall of fame. He goes right. home, puts them up on his wall, and see all the people he didn't put put through the pressure cooker. So yeah, find that at uh, Beaumont CrossFit CrossFit eight thirty Saturday mornings. Cattail Marsh runs every uh, Thursday at uh, at uh, six thirty. So there's two opportunities for you, Bigfoot, to increase that cardio. <laughs> you can come catch us at Cattail uh, Marsh. Are you, coming. Get, are you coming, coming? Are you coming <laughs> CrossFit <laughs> endurance, man? So. Uh, Thank you, people. Thank you for joining the show and uh, signing out. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. So, cue the cool drop. Drop, drop.